1: Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. And look, we're in a whole new year. It's 2021, and truly, who knows what'll happen next? No one can say for sure. Who knows what'll happen to me? Who knows what'll happen to this podcast? Maybe it'll become a podcast about motorcycles. There's really no telling at this point. But uh, that doesn't really matter right now. Right now, we need to focus on the guest, the first guest of the brand new year. Paul Shear.
2: welcome to I Said No Gifts. I am so excited to be here. And uh, I know you said no gifts, but I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help but get you something, just a little something. <laughs> Paul, what's going on? Um, not much. You know, um, this new year, still same pandemic, you know, uh, <laughs> loving my house, really getting familiar with my closet desk space. Um, right. I will tell you this much. And I will share this with you. I haven't really talked about this publicly, but um, I have been kicked out of our home office. Oof, my wife. We're off to a devastating start. My wife uh, very slowly was like, this is a shared space. <laughs> and bit by bit, drawers were being taken over, time in the office was being extended. And now I am sequestered. In the guest bedroom. Oh, you're uh, kidding and, me. Yeah, the guest bedroom. And by the way, that sounds like, oh, wow, that, well, you, I sh- you should be so lucky. <laughs> I get it. But uh, I am also in that room all the time. And it uh, and it is, uh, that's where I'm at. I'm So I, I spend my time mainly uh, taking care of my children. Uh, right. And, and sharing my office with a king-size bed. Because uh, <laughs> we decided we wanted to make our guests as comfortable as possible, which is something that I think you would appreciate. Of course. If we don't respect the guest... We don't respect ourselves, but uh, but it's I'm basically constantly trying to maneuver my body around a bed. It is <laughs> it, I'm, I'm I'm like I'm, it's almost like I've set up shop in a hostel. I'm like it doesn't really. It's like my WeWork is a hostel. <laughs> no, I the guest bedroom to me is an interesting part of
1: the house. We, we just it. moved into a new place and we have a guest bedroom, you want it to be comfortable, but also you don't ultimately don't care. So the guest bedroom is an interesting second space that the it's a hard thing for me. The line to walk is like I want it to be comfortable, but I also don't want it to be better than the room that I stay in mainly. I need the guests to realize that I am still the king of the castle. Well, I
2: look, I can't agree with you more. I mean, honestly, I have issues with unused spaces. I grew (laughs) up in a house with a lot of unused spaces. We had a beautiful, beautiful um fancy dining room, living room situation. They had a nice carpet in it growing up. And by the way, not that the carpet is the sign of, you know, wall to wall carpet, but back (laughs) in the eighties, it was kind of cool. We had a nice big table in there and it was where we put our Christmas tree at Christmas time. And it was, you know, we made sure we had to dust all the furniture. Everything was nice. We never sat in that room. We sat in the small room off to the right hand side of that, (laughs) that was tiny, and not yet we're looking waste. over, we basically are looking over at a better room. And that better room is like laughing at us. Like, look at us. Look at what you don't have. <laughs> and you have it. And, you know, for me, a guest bedroom is, uh you're right. It I think a guest bedroom needs to be functional, but not necessarily a piece of the house. Because how often are you using? If you take up percentage wise, five. 10% of the year is that guest bedroom is being used. I'd say 3%, 0% if I'm lucky. I think we can make something out of that. We can figure out something there. But my wife got it into her head. Uh, my lovely wife, June Diane Rayfield, who you know from my like, Grace and also Black Monday. She's great. I love her. Um, we had an office up here. The guest bedroom was an office. I loved it. It was beautiful. Light came in. <laughs> it was amazing. And when the pandemic hit, she's like, we need to turn that office into a guest bedroom. And I said, but why? We are... We are simply uh, not going to have anyone over the, the, the whole thing <laughs> is we can't have such anyone such a over. backwards
1: version of what everyone else has done right now. Most guest bedrooms are either Zoom middle schools or makeshift Pilates
2: studios. She's like, we need to do it. And I said, OK, <laughs> so we cleared out the office and we put a giant king size bed because June was like. We need to get king size because it's comfortable for and then the, the, the it's right, nicer for course. people. Like, well, why? Wait, we're doing a king. We're doing a king size. If I'm doing a guest bedroom, I'm doing a pullout couch and a place <laughs> to put a couple shirts. You're lucky if there's a cot, a cot and a l- string to turn on the light bulb. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, now this whole thing this whole decoration of this room and oh isn't it beautiful it turned out so great yeah and now guess what i have no place to go and now i'm i am basically like hunched over uh like dresser drawers and you know uh, like uh getting chairs from other rooms so uh yeah that's that's how my pandemic is so i and i also know that there's no we work in my future i used to be at uh like a shared working space out here which is amazing but that's not coming back uh, no 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 know, that's not yeah. happening yeah so anyway that's where I am. I'm, I'm making do... And I love it all. And I love my wife and I love our guest room, but I just wish I had a little bit. I basically have now taken to putting a divider in my guest room. So I look like I'm in, like, I look like the cover of that New York magazine that came out, uh, or New Yorker magazine that just came out, where Adrian Tomine drew, where it's just like somebody, like, just from the waist up looking good and everything else is just a complete shit show. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anyway, sorry, that was a very long winded uh, tangent about where I'm at. Well, I mean, this guest bedroom is going to destroy your
1: marriage. Oh, of course. 100%. Has anyone, since pandemic has happened in this? This guest bedroom has become kind of the uh, jewel of your home. Has anyone stayed in it? No, of course not.
2: We're smart. We don't have people over. <laughs> but um, I, do, I don't understand the logic behind this sudden I don't reno. either. I think, I think it is simply the panic of pandemic, right? We got to do stuff. And then all of a <laughs> sudden, like, now, if it was like building a gym in the house, I'm all right, for that. That makes sense to me you know let's do that but like uh this was i think early on and it was a thought process that we needed to chase down uh because all we (laughs) need to do is not bring the bed in right really right just keep it we could call the minute pandemic's over get the bed people on the phone all right bring it um but yeah we didn't do that um i think there's also like a feeling of and this is like why uh i like legos i uh, i find legos to be uh, a very uh a de-stressor for me because there's like a beginning middle and an end to right. legos. I I can do something with my hands. I don't smoke, but I can watch TV, I can and I'm 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 doing something and someone's telling me what to do and at the end of it it's done. And I think there was a, an idea like well we want to get that guest bedroom done. We're home now. Let's get the guest bedroom <laughs> done. And so we got it done. But at what cost? At what cost? Well, at your cost. You're Now yeah, you're I, in an uncomfortable spot podcasting. Well, you know, I mean, June had told me like we're going to share this office. And, uh, and again, edged out, edged <laughs> out. Have you taken a nap in the guest bedroom? I feel
1: like that's a, a decent napping space. Well,
2: I will tell you this. Um, we have both slept in the guest bedroom bed. And I'll tell you the couple reasons why we have a four-year-old and a six-year-old and during um. this pandemic, oddly, and I, and I've read this uh, a few times in like, uh, in, you know, psychology readings or at least some parts of it that were supplanted into a larger article, um, that like <laughs> kids were looking for safety. So they often crawl into their parents' bed during this pandemic. That hasn't been a, the case before the pandemic, but they definitely do it a little bit more now. And one of my kids is a great sleeper. I love like cuddling with him. The other one, it kicks and hits and, and splays and June kicks and hits and splays too. So, um, Sometimes I'll look at the makeup of the bed and I'll be like, you know what? It's a guest bedroom night. And I, just right. sneak oh, over I there. love that.
1: A guest bedroom night is the most exotic vacation any of us can go on right now.
2: We've had a few moments where we've both thought we've had COVID, uh, which was just, sure. probably just a nas- post-nasal drip. And that has also been while well, I'm quarantining now and in, in the guest bedroom bed. So, yeah, there has been guest bedroom bed moments. Uh, so that has been nice. And I will say. I appreciate the king size, nice mattress in there because it is it is a comfortable sleep. It's not like sleeping on the couch. Uh, a, a, a quite a comfortable uh, stay.
1: Oh Well, then it, maybe it's, it was a decent work for you. Maybe I it worked know. out. What what sort of Legos do you make? I've t- I uh, who was I talking to recently? Someone about Legos and I cannot put together
2: a Lego set. Oh, yes, you can. I don't yes, I don't have can. the spatial skills. Oh, you do, because it just tells you what to do. You got to take it one step at a time. Like, look, if you gave me a bag of Legos and said, build, build me a castle. I'd be like, ah, nope. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's like um, Legos are the building equivalent of a coloring book. I can barely color. Now we're we're just listing things I'm not good at. <laughs> you You are given everything. And then right. you just make a, you don't need, by the way, a coloring book is actually more choices. Legos, there's no choices. This brick goes over <laughs> here. And it's, and for me in my brain where I'm very much like wanting to keep things in order and, and have a plan, it allows me to like manifest all the things that I do in unhealthy ways, in a very healthy way, I got to separate all my bricks. I put them all down. <laughs> I build it out, and then you can build really fun stuff. And you can go goofy, or you can go like during this pandemic. I built like the Walt Disney Castle, which was a, a fun build. I built. Uh, now, was that like uh, a bit? Like how big is the Walt Disney? The Lego Walt Disney Castle? Castle, I would say, is probably from like foot to knee. Foot uh, to you know, knee. it's like that. You know, like yeah, like that kind of a adult height, foot to the, knee. Adult foot to knee, and I know that that's probably not right for a lot of people who are different heights. But I'm just gonna say you get roughly get the idea. Of right, what I'm talking right. About. I'm, like, Two feet yeah, tall. but there are like some fun ones. Like, and uh, I also built like I love this. Like, there's like a town square series. So there's like a movie theater and there's a, a barber shop and a pool hall. So I like to build those. And right now I have a haunted mansion over here that I haven't built, but Beautiful. I really like it. And um, but it is it's fun. I got into puzzles after that. Like it, like it's just something to do. With their hands that make you that makes you feel good, and I don't. I'm not one of those freaks. I'm not going to display it. I'm not like now. Let me put it up (laughs) in my house and show people. That's a bridge way too far. No, no. I want to build it and then I give it to my four year old son, who within I would say seven to fifteen minutes totally destroys it. (laughs) Uh, Either dropping it, uh, accidentally kicking a ball through it. So there is something so beautiful about taking a couple weeks to build something so complex, and then in moments watching it just be destroyed yes yes. Uh, and it lets you like let go of some bigger things i think it's i think legos by the way this is my book legos is a metaphor for life uh (laughs) and uh yeah so there is something like really i've gotten to be like so at peace with watching like the first thing that we ever built during quarantine was like a big Harry Potter, Hogwarts Hall, because my son oh, liked wow, okay. Harry Potter. And it was a very extensive build. And especially working with like a, a six-year-old, it, it took a long, long time because we had to do it together and uh, all in his time and on his attention level. And uh, with the minute we brought it outside to show his friend, he dropped it and it just exploded <laughs> on the ground. And it exploded on the ground in such a way that it was like, oh, wow, there's nothing salvageable about this. Just get the broom out. And, um, you know, let's put it in another bag and then we'll never touch these pieces
1: ever again. I think the destruction of puzzles and Legos is absolutely fine. I, yeah. My friend Leela Sran, she made a, a, a wonderful joke, which is like the last piece of the puzzle, you go from it being a fun game to a picture you no longer care about. Yeah. And I think that that makes
2: perfect sense it's I love very that. enjoyable I love that. in
1: the time and then it's nothing
2: i, mean, I don't yeah. need it around anymore get so. out of yeah get it out of here and it's 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 uh it's like the equivalent of like I I would imagine what a one-night stand is it's sort of like I don't ever <laughs> need to see you again but this was a great experience while it happened <laughs> yes yes
1: um well you know you mentioned this right off the bat on the podcast that you had Maybe there was a gift in play here. And obviously, mm-hmm. this podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Everyone knows that. You know that. You agreed to be on the podcast. Yet. I know, I know, but I couldn't help myself. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we you agreed to be on this. And then a little while later, a package arrived. Yeah. And, you know, we're all getting packages during the pandemic. We're not out shopping. We're not out no, course headed course to not, stores. Yeah. So the packages are arriving. Frequently, it's something that I've ordered. But with this podcast now i've had my boyfriend he'll i'll have him him inspect the package before i open it to see if it's right. something i ordered or if it's something else and he said oh this is from paul Shear." so apparently you've sent me something
2: i've I, uh, I did i did i did you know i've got I'm it so, here so.
1: it's uh in this bag and mm-hmm. it says love honor cherish i don't know uh, oh, do you
2: want interesting uh i mean do you want me to open this on my on the I podcast? Mean, I or? would. I would. By the way, I'm, I'm surprised at this packaging, so uh, <laughs> I, the packaging I, too, I was not aware frankly. of. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, now I'm hoping it is definitely from me. Let, 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 let's see. Oh well, Yeah, open it on Let's camera, dive please. in here. Let's
1: get into this. Okay, so here's the package. Okay. It has oh, been opened, yeah. but I haven't... Okay. I'm about to see what's inside. My boyfriend's okay, yeah. known what this is. And we're just going to open this up. <laughs> it looks yeah. like... Oh my God, this is actually an incredible gift for me. It's a a set of funnels and I have had so many things I've needed to funnel into jars and and I have not purchased any recently. We moved and I just like, you move into a new space and you're like, oh, I need this many things and you just forget to buy them.
2: Wait, why did you buy me funnels? Because of that reason, we all need funnels. We do, we do (laughs) need them. Look, I realized that I was like, Oftentimes I'm trying to get things from one container to the next. And I'm like, "Ah, and and I'm like, and then it's so hard. I'm like, oh, only if I only had a funnel. And I said it (laughs) as if I was in some sort of world where all I needed, where if like it was impossible for me to pick up my phone and hit one button and then it'd be delivered (laughs) to me within hours. And the minute I I got those funnels, I'm going to tell you. It was life changing. Now I have a funnel. Whenever I'm doing something that requires a funnel, I got a funnel. And um, and look, and I and I didn't know if you had funnels. You can go on, on many different levels with the funnels. I what I've done is I use one of those funnels to make my own um, uh, hand sanitizer. Because I, I oh, at one with what? point Well, at one point there was. Uh, like a shortage of like personalized hand sanitizer, so it was just like these giant jugs. Right. So right. what I did was I went on Amazon and I bought um, small squeeze bottles, empty squeeze bottles. And then what I do now is I put the funnel in the small squeeze bottle. I'll Perfect. Take the big squeeze bottle, and, and then I have something. I put it on my dog leash. So when I'm out there and I, you know, whatever, I hit something that I need to clean up on. Done the funnel. Right. The funnel saved the day. Now, if I didn't have that funnel, I'm like, go 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 It's all over the <laughs> counter now. I'm paper toweling it up, and I'm like, oh, I wasted this, and this is a mess, and my day has gone on much longer than it needed right.
1: to. Yeah, I feel like uh, the paper towel shortage would have been curtailed completely if everyone had had funnels. Oh, absolutely. I the mean, amount they, of paper like, towels I'm using is ridiculous. Because, I, but the problem is, is once I'm done cleaning up the mess I've made, I forget I need the
2: funnel until the next time I need the funnel. I have funnel amnesia. Yeah. So this is why well, I never buy one. Well, that's exactly it. You have to kind of work in the moment. And that is something that I've really become accomplished at as a shopper, an online shopper. I, like I think of it and I go and I I build it. And so what I'll do is uh, oftentimes uh, I'll just check out at the end of the day. I'll check out at the end. You know, I'll, I'll kind of like keep a little oh, running tab. Oh, just So it's just the sort cart. of like, you know, unless, there, unless there's something that I need right away. I'm going to tell you something else. Um, I, as, as somebody who's wiping up a lot of stuff... I am a big fan of these bar towels that are absolutely amazing. And bar they bar towel. Yes. They're a little bit more um ecoli- you know, they cause you just throw them in the wash okay. and they are so absorbent. And you can and, and uh and they're just great. Like you can oh, do like, it's
1: like to clean up bars.
2: Yeah, the yeah, sorry, yes. Like, sorry, like, yes. Right, like a bartender to wipe down like the a bar, bar mop, Yeah, you, yeah, right? Okay. Exactly. Okay. And they are, they're great. They're just like, and they're cheap. It's like 15 bucks and you get 24 of them. Okay. They're called like Utopia Towels Kitchen Bar Mops. And they're just like, they're terry cloth towels. They're not cute. Well, I don't want anything to do with a towel that isn't cute. But they get the job done.
1: No, I did something similar. I I, I bought like a set of probably a hundred microfiber towels. Oh, for I did the what, same thing. Yes. And now they're stuffed in a drawer somewhere. But anytime I need to wipe something up, I just grab one out. I don't care about them. They don't need to look good. No. And I can wipe things down. Oh, wow. So you're using that micro... See, I only use it for like screens and glasses. That's what I initially bought it for. But I yeah. bought way too many. So I thought, why not just why not destroy
2: these and wipe down the kitchen counters, this sort of thing? Okay, that's really good. Because what I am often doing is, uh, when I buy an excess of that sort of stuff, I will then place it in every room of the house. I'll be like, oh, okay, here's right. one in my desk drawer. Here's one in my nightside table. Here's one in the bathroom. It's like, so then it's sort of like, where, it's not where is that towel? It's like, oh, that towel is everywhere. The entire house is a towel. Yeah. Uh, And the uh, only thing you can count on in your house. Yes. I'm like, that is what I need. And I'm into it. (laughs) Uh, Are there any other big purchases you've made since the pandemic began? I bought a cheese slicer. Yeah, absolutely. Especially a late night purchase. And I'm not talking about like, I bought Doritos at midnight. I'm, I'm saying like, I will automatically go, you know what? I need a goddamn office chair. (laughs) <laughs> and and or you know like i remember that the office chair purchase was fully conceived and executed all while i was waiting in my car for a COVID test. I Ooh. was, uh, cause I was like, you know what? My back is hurting. I'm like, I'm sitting in a stupid ass chair. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good. And I was like, I need to get an office chair. I'm like, well, you don't get an office chair. You don't. Need-. Like why? And then I have this whole conversation with myself. I'm like, why not? I'm like, well, it's expensive. I'm like, but you use it every day. It's the reason why I didn't buy, I didn't buy a new computer. I bought a computer during the pandemic as well. Um, I haven't bought a new computer, and the, a person that we both know, Jordan Cahan, co-creator of Black Monday, he also has this old- Oh, his shit. computer is a 1,000 years old. It's so heavy. It's so whatever. And he, I go, Jordan, why? we both have lamented, like, why haven't you bought a new computer? And he's like, well, I know they're going to come out with a new one, and I don't want to get it. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm, I'm the same. And then we both realized something. This is what we make- are, like, this is a major, like of anything that I use in my life, the computer is, is that thing. I use it every day. And it, and I think I'm still in the mentality where when I bought a computer as a younger person in college, I was like, holy shit, I spent $3,000 oh, on a yeah. computer. You know, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not saying that computers are cheap, but if you... Put it against how much I use it. This thing is costing me like a penny a day. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't think about it. Like I don't. I don't think twice when I get like a coffee bean coffee. I'm not like, <laughs> oh, that's four bucks. I'm like, I, I have more debate. I, I'm, I, I'm wrestling over the one thing that I need. It literally is falling apart. Jordans is heavy. I've never felt a MacBook <laughs> that's heavy. I think his um, was like twelve years old. Yeah, and mine was five.
1: Mine um, was eight. I'm wow. the same way like I I mean I will say I bought a new computer and it immediately was essentially operating the same speed as my old computer and getting way hotter. I I think I made some sort of terrible mistake. I feel like some someone's trying
2: to teach me a lesson here. You know what I'm going to I'm going to tell you this uh don't uh don't give up on it. I I believe that one of the big issues with uh with um this whole thing like the um this new computer, if we're on the same one, is that there's an update that has happened that is going to make it cool down again. Please, because mine is truly becoming like a, a hot plate. Yeah, mine, mine. I you know, I got this great uh, little, uh, it's almost like looks origami-esque. It's like you pull it out and it's like it holds your computer up. And I find that that is a great, uh, it's like a computer stand. Um, but oh. it's, so it takes, it's a, I... I feel like it's called like the butterfly or something. It's, it's a great little stand and I wish I could tell you. But um, but, uh, but anyway, that has helped a great deal uh, just so it's not just on a, on a hard surface. But of course, I was holding off because this new MacBook, it has like an ARM processor and that comes out soon. And I'm like, should right, I wait? Right. Should I wait? And I wait. And you know what? I said to myself, like this chair, it's okay. You deserve it. <laughs> And and I can't tell you like how what a difference that share and the computer has made like and you know what if I have to buy a new computer I might buy I, I might buy a new computer before I even need one I might get it in two years <laughs> I is know I'm in the same not? mentality because
1: the first time I like the last time I bought a computer I had absolutely no money Man. and so I had I was just working a a small-time job, and it was a huge purchase. The one before that was college. And so those were enormous purchases. And somewhere in the back of my mind, that is now just the biggest purchase you can possibly make. It would be easier for me to buy a houseboat than a laptop.
2: Yeah, and when you literally think, especially now in the pandemic where you're on Zoom calls, or at least, you know, look, I think, I'm not saying this is a universal thing, but most of us are uh, in this business. We have to be... uh, Why would you ever go like, well, I don't need it yet? It's like, yeah, you do. Because now every part of your business is on this. It's the only thing you need. Yeah. So that has been like for me, uh, I try to like, I definitely have these arguments in my head. And I was thinking the other day, like somebody's like, well, what have you bought? That's been fun for pandemic. And I'm like. Nothing, but I bought a lot of things that I needed that I would never actually buy. And that makes me happy, though, too. It's like I didn't go out and like, you know, buy a popcorn maker, but I did buy like a gun. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, like these things that have like have greatly improved my uh, my life. And yes, they're a little bit more expensive, but they are like functional parts. There's no fun. It's all like this is what I needed. And now I right. got it and I'm happier for it.
1: Other things that are common sense purchases for other people, for me, are big
0: To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price, line.
1: I mean, I for the first time in my life recently, I bought a second pair of shoes before my first pair of shoes had holes in them, and they're just sitting there waiting to be used. I, I was like, oh, I like these shoes. I don't wanna to have to look, track them down again in the future. I'm just
2: going to buy them. They were forty dollars. It felt crazy to me. But I am the same. Yes. <laughs> I bought but I have in my closet right now three pairs of Stan Smith because I'm like, all right, I saw a sale one time. I was like, I'm gonna get on my I'm gonna wear them again. I like them. Right. And I have like a I have a dressy pair of Stan Smiths that I wear and I have like a you know, like I'm like, let's get them. Let's go. Right.
1: go. Let's go. I finally got to the point where I'm like There's not going to be a giant style shift in my life. I'm not going to become a a different type of dresser. I've been wearing this type of shoes for 15 to 20 years. Unless something really drastic happens, just spend $40. I think it's worth the gamble. And now they're just waiting for
2: me, waiting to be worn out, and they'll look wonderful. And and that's the whole thing. I think think when you find that thing that you like, you got to double down. you got to get into it. Um, One of the best decisions I've ever made in my life was... Uh, And we're the same idea replace my underwear and replace my socks. Why am I waiting for these things to wear out? Or, by the way, uh, undershirts as well. Like, you know, like for me, I'm not like an undershirt wearer on the reg, but like when I get dressed up in that time when I used to do that, you know, I want a nice undershirt underneath there. And I was like, well, what, Rick, why would you replace it? Like, what would have to happen to the undershirt for it to be replaced? And the amount of battle damage that would have to be accrued on it, like, would be so large that. I felt so much pleasure going like, these are fine undershirts. And guess what? I just bought another six pack of Hanes white. There you go. I was going to ask you great. what's a
1: good undershirt. I don't I, wear I, undershirts, I, but uh, yeah, yeah with, uh, like uh, I, when you're dressed up or what have uh, you. Yeah.
2: Like I, I often will wear an undershirt with a button down shirt because for the fear that if I sweat, you will right. see sweat stains. and I need that little layer. I'm not that I'm like, I'm not like Albert Brooks in broadcast news, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I want a little protection. I will also say, the underwear is where I'm really experimenting, like, and I think that that is. It took me a while again to be like, I'm getting rid of underwear, right? And and, and I now I believe I have my right things, like Hanes as my <laughs> shirt, uh, my undershirt of choice. I go between a Tommy John uh, okay. boxer brief, great, and I'm experimenting now with Mac Weldon, which I also like. Mac so Weldon, I, gotta, I don't know Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is a, a podcast friendly uh, underwear that I. Had tried in the past because they were sponsoring. How did this get made? And I really right. liked them. But then when I went over to Tommy John, I was like, "Well, I don't need these MacWaldens anymore." And I was like, well, "You know, but I did like those MacWaldens." And then I went back to the <laughs> Mac MacWaldens. Like they are pretty good, and they're a little bit cheaper than Tommy John's. How much um, are you spending on a pair of underwear? This is, will forever well, be a difficulty for me. Well, I believe me, I'm in the same boat. They are not cheap underwear. Like they're not. They're not. Ex- they're not ridiculously expensive. But like Tommy John sometimes will run like. I want to say like three for $45 or, you know, $15 for a pair of underwear seems wild to me. Oh, and by the way, that's like on sale, right? Like they're like, you know, so I'm waiting for sales. No, you're right. But again, I'm using them all the time. I mean, mean, I'm I'm wearing them. I'm just going to, you know, I'm I'm wearing them all the time. I want to be comfortable in them. Why am I depriving myself of this thing. And now I know that certain underwear like these feel good. I'm not going there because I'm like I need an expensive pair of underwear. I'm like these actually <laughs> feel good on my body. Right? right. And why would I want like these are better than the other ones? And that's it. Like that's the same way I felt about my socks which are uh Bombas. I was like, "Oh, I used to always get Hanes <laughs> and these Bombas, I'm like these are these actually feel good on my feet." Like when you try something that actually feels good and well, then you're like, is but it's the expensive fear for me. That's yeah. the fear. It, like
1: any increase in quality of life, I'm always afraid I won't be able to return to the terrors that I was living through before. And then what if I, uh, you know, like an expensive, one expensive pair of socks, suddenly
2: I need all expensive socks. Well, you gotta like, you know, you gotta like, again, it's like the computer, you gotta price it the way you want it. Like, you know, like there are some things we have to, uh, ex- you know, embrace. I'm gonna tell you, t- uh, I'm gonna pass an ugly dirty rumor on you came to the right podcast which is toby (laughs) mcguire never wears the same pair of underwear what that's his thing where did you hear this i i had heard it from a friend and that was his whole thing like he doesn't like to re-wear underwear well this must have started on spider man i feel like you're in the spider
1: man costume those
2: underwear are getting just you're tearing through them yeah and you know i think that there is like an element of let's uh Let's, you know, look, if you can afford it, I, I don't feel that necessity. I'm not that kind of a person. I'm not like, I don't need to waste items. But I also find that if you expend some good money on something, they last way longer and they're, right. they, they, so they last longer and they're more comfortable. And again, if you buy a cup of coffee from like Starbucks or you, you order in like, you know, like I always, I always think about it like this. I'm like, I will have no problem having a great dinner but that great dinner, I'm, I'm not thinking about that six months later, or, most, or or even a fairly priced dinner. Like I'm not like, oh boy, that night. There are some amazing dinners that I've had, but, uh, but yet I don't deliberate, like, should I get this or that, because I have to really think about it. But meanwhile, the underwear is on my body all the time, and yet I'm like, oh, <laughs> am I worthy of this? But I just <laughs> ate, you know, I ate a $38 piece of salmon at a restaurant that I probably could have gotten at home for like... Seven bucks, like you know, they <laughs> never gave it any thought. <laughs> no, I, and I mediocre think that, salmon.
1: I guess the the thing about like a good pair of underwear is that you you're supposed to forget you're wearing them. Yeah. So, a, like, w- as with a piece of salmon, the you know you're eating a wonderful piece of salmon. So you it feels like it's worth the money. A, a pair of underwear that you're forgetting, it's like well, who cares? But of course, if
2: they're horrible underwear and they're Torturing you. Well, again, like I think, how many meals have you had that are just fair? I've eaten out many a times. Most of my meals are fair. Like, you know, they're not <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're like, and that, that's not anything to, to write home about, but it's like you get to a certain level, you're eating at a certain, you know, you're eating at a certain level of food. Uh, yeah, it's fair. It was good. <laughs> what are you
1: talking like, uh, about? If I don't have a great dinner, I mean, this is before the pandemic. Uh, the dinner is the only thing that I can count on during the day that I'm going to enjoy. Mm, Literally like the only thing. If I was eating a fair dinner every time, I can have a fair breakfast. I can have a fair lunch. I can have a fair mid-afternoon snack. Dinner has got to be
2: fireworks. Okay, you see, then that's a very... like I, I am... Uh, I'm not a food snob and I'm not saying that you are. I, I Well, think I that, mean that's what you're implying. Just no, right off the, the bat here. No, because I actually am I am I am a person who researches and looks and like whenever I'm right. out of town, I have read every website, I have gone down, I've read the user reviews, I'm going to eat at the place. I want to have a. I want to have a good meal. And I guess what I'm saying is the ones that really skyrocket out are few and far between. Now, oh, I sure, a, like, sure. So maybe fair is a heart like, good. It was good. It was good. But it's not, <laughs> like, I could tell you I'm, on one hand, like, the five meals I kind of remember as being, like, phenomenal. Like, Beyond when I ate in Japan, eating. yeah, like, when I, when I ate in Japan, we were very researched at where we went. And I, I can remember all those meals. Those right. meals in Japan were great. But if I'm eating in L.A., like, sure, yeah. <laughs> I've been to the Little Dom's a bunch. It's good. It's, I like little Doms. It's delicious. Little Dom's I, actually is fair. Fair. It's fair. It's, it's a, absolutely it's, fair Italian. It's, it's a, a nice vibe. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice restaurant. It's a fair it's a good experience. You're there with people. Like it, like I guess I think there's so many, like if I think of all the times I eat out, all the meals I eat in uh you know from ordering, it's like there's a handful that right. are great. Like maybe in a year, I'm I guess I'm saying maybe this is where we're different. In a year I'm going like, yeah, there's probably about 15, 20 meals. On the year, like that's a low average that I'm like remembering. <laughs> like, if you ask me, like, what was the last great meal? I'm like, eh, I, I get like, I can draw a couple lines, but it's not like, and like oh, well, there's so many to choose from. Uh, what month? Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, but also
1: if you're having a spectacular
2: meal every single night, those will all blur together. So, who yeah, cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they all, I guess it's all, you know, because sometimes a great meal can be like a great burger. Like, oh, you know, and I've had that. Burrito, oh great burrito! I've had amazing burritos. I, oh, it hits the right spot. Sometimes it's just about the moment and the food, and it all it, it it hits you, and then you get you're in, you're golden. Right, you just
1: come to it with a level of hunger, and almost anything will be a spectacular meal. Yeah, I love it. I mean, La Pergoletta. Have you been to La Pergoletta?
0: Oh yes, yes. That place yes.
1: is. Why are people not going there
2: over Little Doms? It's the atmosphere. I I believe that there is a a, a snobbery. Give me a La break. Yeah, oh, that, La Pergoletta has got a yeah, snobbery. Yeah. No, oh. no, 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 no. No, people have a snobbery to La Pergoletta. Yeah. Like, oh. I don't find this to be... It's like, by the way, that Thai place, and this is a very niche conversation. Me, but <laughs> but there's this is a what we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there's a Thai place next to La Pergoletta that's in that strip mall. Not the one that's on the corner um, by Heidi Fleiss's dad's uh, former uh, pediatrician. Uh, what? Place, but, uh, Oh yeah, that, that little, uh, that place that became the ice cream place, the little wooden uh, right. house, that was Heidi Feiss's dad's uh, pediatrician's, <laughs> uh, yeah, so like we, when what? we first had our first kid, he passed away sadly, but he, uh, not sadly, but he was an older man, um, but he, yeah, we went in there, and and uh, yeah, that's Heidi Feist's dad. That's crazy, then that an ice cream place then shut down. Yeah. And that ice cream place that, you know, which I heard like Steven Spielberg was a backer. But anyway, the um, <laughs> the idea there's a Thai place in that strip mall that's equally delicious. But you don't go there because it's like, well, is it uh, is it Pine and Crane? Is it this? Is it that? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's is it an eater? No, it's not an eater. And some of the best like Thai food, some of the best Mexican food is not like on that eater list of the best of the best. Not Night right. and Song. I'm sorry. I don't it's need a not- red leather booth to yeah, enjoy like, my italian food exactly so there there is like that like you know i'm not so i'm not just saying like spend the big bucks and you have the the thing i'm just saying that there's you know there's you know there's a snobbery though with that La pergoletta. because i've tried to take june there and june has been like, nah. like why <laughs> what is why? she talking yeah. about the food is so much better there i there's an energy like little dom's is what like June is especially like this. Like, she's like, I've made up my mind that that is the Italian place that we eat. Now, <laughs> I brought home John and Vinny's last week oh, because that is a place that I, that is a, a no bad meal has been had there, uh, you know, or at least for me. Oh, it's and, so good. Um, and that, that will like trump little doms for June. Right. But it's like, oh, but I mean, worlds apart. Worlds apart. Worlds apart. Uh, but yeah, so. It's. I think it's familiarity. I think it's sort of like well, we're a part of this club. We're part of the Little Doms Club. I, I, I hear you, La Pergoletta, Give it some love. I, I, I think a, we a all need to. Get,
1: I think the podcast community has got to head to Los Angeles and head to La Pergoletta, Have you know your little bread, your pasta, your mediocre service, and yeah. uh, enjoy yourself. I don't know. I, I I will stand up for that place any day of the week. I uh, agree. I I mean, now I've got my funnels here. This is a huge life improvement for me. I'm not going to be just spilling things all over the place. I have like I've been trying to get flour into jars. I've been trying to get, you know, get
2: ready to get a life change. In, and then once you start to understand the power of the funnel, I want you to go back on whatever online shopping portal that you use and look at a nicer funnel. Uh, this is just to get you in. This is <laughs> wait this is, this is See, this funnel. is what I
1: was going to say. I don't feel like you can get a... Fun, funnels are funnels, are they not?
2: You can get like an Oxo funnel. And it's going to be a lot more sturdy and a lot like I have an Oxo funnel, and it's it's there is there is some rubber <laughs> tipping. There is a sturdiness to it. There is a. I mean, these are good. These are this looks like a solid funnel to me. By the way, they're fair. <laughs> They're fair, right? But an OXO is going to really uh, knock you up. I mean, I will excellent. say
1: this doesn't look like a funnel for a hot liquid. I'm not going to be pouring a boiling hot soup, Right, for so example. that's what I'm saying.
2: Like, so now, once you start to be like, I like it, get on that online portal and look <laughs> at a nicer funnel. I've got a uh, toe in the water of the funnel
1: community. Yeah, exactly. You're in now. You're kind in. Kind of experimenting and exploring. This is very exciting. Paul, I want to play a game. Okay. Do you want to play? We have two games. One's called Gift
2: Master. One one is called Gift or a Curse. You choose, then I'll tell you what it's all about. All right. Um, well, I'm going to ask you a question. Say, what would you? What have you not played in a while? Because mm. I think it will be making more interesting for you. And then because either one, or just a title. Let's play Gift Master. All
1: right, good. Because Gift Master is always fun.
2: I like Gift Master. I was going to say that that's what I wanted to play because it sounded a little bit more like. Uh, Authoritarian, and I felt Ooh. like we could get it right. To that. We're, yeah, i really there's... laying it down. Though. Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, okay, to play this game, I need a number between one and ten from you. Okay, eight. Okay, I have to do some calculating really quickly. Uh, while I'm doing this, you can recommend something, you can promote something, you can apologize to somebody, make a public apology. I've never asked, mm. uh,
2: you know, you can do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay, great. As you are doing that, I'm gonna say that, uh, you know, I often say the secret of gift giving is. Not getting a gift for the person that you think they are, but get a gift for the person that they actually are. And then I see you still typing, so I'm going to go and I'll plug, uh, I'll plug just the idea of... um, You know, come visit me on Twitch, which has been a fun thing that we've been doing in pandemic. Doing bits, you should come on Twitch uh, with us. Me and Rob Hubel have been doing shows. Me and Adam Pally have been doing shows. uh, And they've been so much fun. And uh, people, are, I think, are very nervous about Twitch, but it's just like YouTube. Just go to twitch.tv slash Paul Shear, And it's so easy. It's just, it's not hard. I thought, like, do I need to be a member? Do I need to sign up for this? No, 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 no. It's just, it's just like YouTube. But it seems scarier, and it's not. So now that we're in a new year, I want you to open yourself up to that. Okay, fantastic. I like half heard what you were saying there, and
1: I felt like a nice combination of things. And I have to ask you, I have yet to open Twitch. What is happening
2: on Twitch? What are you doing on this? Okay, so I'm basically just doing different fun comedy shows. Okay. Like it gives me that it scratches an itch for me that is like live performing. So I have a show that I host with Rob Hubel, um, just called Thursdays with Rob and Paul every Thursday, five to seven Pacific time. Uh, and we bring on people like Judy Greer and Michaela Watkins and, uh, Jerry O'Connell and just a, a random, a bunch of people. It's kind of like an R rated talk show, but we just, we interact with the audience. We do bits, we have characters come on Uh, and it's real loose. Adam Pally and I do a show where we, uh, have people send us their Twitter drafts. Like these are jokes. They don't feel like they're comfortable. Yeah. And then we look at the drafts and we go, okay, this, this is why this doesn't work. And then we all, (laughs) uh, together build them a better one. And then we tell them to send it out and then we see how we do. Have you seen success with your, uh, noted tweets? We have, we have seen a lot of like, I, I was in, so I had a joke Uh, Which was, what if the Snyder cut isn't good? And Adam was like, you know, that's like, that's still too niche. And I was like, I know that's why it's in my drafts. And we started talking about it. And I'm just using mine because I don't want to put somebody else's out there. uh, And the audience uh, started chiming in. And what we eventually came up with was, this is the only Snyder cut that I want, and then we had a picture of a, a Snyder pretzel broken in half, <laughs> and it did wow great. a full transformation. Yeah, it did uh, it did great, and I was like, <laughs> wow, it never have gone to Snyder pretzel. Um, and uh, so there's you know, it's but it's actually fun because we are saying we are putting ourselves out there, and we're letting people put themselves out there. We're not saying that you think this is funny. We're saying this is what you can't. You haven't. There's a reason why you hit save. <laughs> right, right. So we need to look at that and, and kind of examine it. I love that.
1: Okay, enough of that, though. We're going to play the game. I'm going to tell you three potential gifts, items, things, things like this, and then three celebrities. You're going to tell me which celebrity you're going to give which gift and why. Does that make sense to you? Um, yes. Okay. The three gifts are number one is a thoughtful note. Number two is frozen dinners for a year. And number three is a water pick. You know, for your teeth. Mm-hmm. The three celebrities you're going to have to give these to. Oh, God. This is where I fall apart every episode, trying okay. to find the celebrities. And well, you so, want
2: to just just edit this all out? No.
1: You've got to leave this okay. all in. You've okay, got to keep. Uh, okay. Number one, Juliette Lewis. Okay. Number two, let's see, Connie Britton. Okay. Oh, this is an all-female uh, gift master, and number three is Cheryl Crow. I love it. And what's the middle gift? It's a water pick. It's a thoughtful note, and it's a what? Uh, frozen dinners for a year. That's a full calendar year
2: of frozen <sighs> meals. All right. Well, I'm gonna make. Uh, and what what kind of frozen meal we're we talking about? We're we talking about like this is up to frozen? you. Yes, okay. this could be you know you know Hungry Man dinners. This could be like a okay. Yeah. I got my theory then. I'm going to talk to a very good chef who is going to make a bespoke frozen meal for a year uh, for Connie Britton. Connie Britton is uh, an amazing actress. She is uh, a single mom. And you put those things together. Does she have time for herself? No. And you know what? Sometimes she wants to come home and not worry about post-mating, not worrying about door dashing. She wants to be able to be like... I'm going to turn on the oven, put this in there, and I'm going to be happy because I'm working hard on Rescue 911 or whatever she's on right now, and I I want her to be fed and happy <laughs> and because she's doing so much taking care of everybody being number 1 on that call, she's taking care of that baby. So, uh, Connie Britton you're getting a year of frozen meals, which definitely puts me I
1: love that. Uh, Connie Britton is maybe the most comforting presence on television. Anytime oh. she's on something, I like, I know I'm in good hands with Connie.
2: I had a real embarrassing moment with her. Why? I, uh, you sent her frozen meals for a year and all right. I don't approach celebrities. I know that it's a bad, a bad thing for me to do (laughs) because they're not going to live up to expectation. I don't think the interaction will be good. I, I, I don't play it cool. I just don't play it. It's hard. And occasionally when I have played, it has backfired. So I'm at the arc light. I'm loving Friday night lights. It's amazing. It's one of the, it's transformational. It's a great show. I'm walking in. I'm by myself. She's walking out. She's by herself. I stop her. Like not, I don't, I know how to do this. I don't, because I've also been someone on the other end of this. I kind of get, get in the way of her, you know, just so I can kind of like make eye contact. (laughs) And I go, you're absolutely Amazing. Thank you for everything that you do. And I keep on walking. I'm not stopping. I'm not asking. Sure. But I do that. Two days later, I go to a wedding. Oh, no. She's dating one of my friends. So <laughs> I have stopped this person as a fan. And then That's... I have to sit at a table with her as a friend. And now I feel like am I, I'm dying. I'm dying on the inside that I have been like, what just, do I acknowledge it? Do I not acknowledge it? And I decided I wasn't going to acknowledge it because I thought, you know what? It was a quick enough interaction that A, was not memorable. It was positive, And chances are, she doesn't remember my face. And I don't think that she did. But I lived there with the guilt knowing it was existing, <laughs> hanging over our head. And I never do it. And I was like, that's why you can never do this. You can never <laughs> that do horrifying. that. Um, so yeah, that was that was uh, my Connie Britton story. And I, de- I did mean it. There's a chance she was sitting there thinking, that's the guy from the movie theater. I hope he doesn't bring this up. Right. And and, and so I think I I I uh I did myself and her a favor. We both played the game expertly, if that is <laughs> yes. the case. Right? We avoided it all. Um and by the way, I would have said it to her. Yeah, like I wasn't like I love you marry me baby you know I wasn't like I didn't do anything so embarrassing but it still was embarrassing It was embarrassing to be a fan and then have to be social Right I don't want to I don't want to cross those deeply two uncomfortable things. I, you know the show that we are on like I very rarely have said anything nice to the leads of that show because I don't want to come across too uh too thirsty
1: I mean it's a you these people probably want to hear these things. Uh, everybody does. Everyone That's wants to be validated on some level. everybody, everybody wants to hear that they're great. But it's also get receiving a compliment is uncomfortable regardless. So there's a whole game you
2: have to play there. Well, that was my whole my whole trick is I'm gonna buzz by you. I'm gonna Tom Cruise you and Top Gun you. I'm gonna bag. <laughs> you're great. I'm not stopping, you're great. <laughs> and, and there's a nice, like, Hey, like, like I, as someone who's experienced, uh, when I first, uh, had a little bit of recognizability, it was in New York city. I was doing a show called best week ever, uh, which was kind of like a cliff notes of pop culture for right. a week. And so it was on every week and people really became uh, familiar with me in a way that was kind of jaw dropping, like, you know, living in New York city. So I would be walking down the street at all times and people were like, Oh, best week ever. That's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And and most of my New York interactions were that, like a horn honk. I love you. Great. I love it. It's the best. Um, then I've had ones that are not so great. Um, OK, so water pick. Water pick. This is, a, this is a tricky one because who wants a water pick? Honestly, who does want a water pick? <laughs>
1: well, look, every dentist wants every one of their clients to have do dentists have clients? I don't know. Uh, they do, I guess. Patients, patients, I suppose. Uh, I feel like
2: I'm always getting the hard sell on a water pick from my dentist, Doctor okay. Nancy. I'm never. I've never heard a water pick. I've I've heard uh, electric toothbrushes, like an Oral B kind of electric toothbrush. And, right. And like I've never. But my grandmother had a water pick, and she's always putting baking soda in there and kind of getting into some sort of foamy thing. Um, I hear it. I get the water pick. Right, um, but I'm looking at these two women, I'm looking at Cheryl Crow and I'm looking at Juliette Lewis. And now I know that like the, the, the air is coming out of this game in a second, because once I choose this, you know what I'm doing for the next. So uh, I need to like really deliberate it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say Sheryl Crow, great smile, great teeth. Um, but there's something about writing a note a thoughtful note to Cheryl Crow that goes, you are a poet in your songwriting. I'm going to reciprocate and give you a little bit of me. You gave me so much of you. Let me give you that. And 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 I think that if I do that, she's going to be like, oh, you're talking to me on my level. You are, uh, you know, we get where I'm at. <laughs> and I feel like we're going to have a better bond. Um, whereas if I gave a thoughtful note to Juliet Lewis, she might be offended. She might take that as an act of aggression. I don't right. know. She's unpredictable. Uh, Juliet
1: Lewis, uh, I've, I had a, a small interaction with Juliet Lewis years and years ago in Park City. I had uh, some friends and I had gone up to uh, Sundance to just, uh, you know, walk around. We ran into Juliet Lewis. I said hello to Juliet
2: Lewis. And she, all she said was, I kind of got to go. So that was the interaction. There, and by the way, that seems about right. Juliette <laughs> Lewis is... I would say a more stable Winona Ryder, and that <laughs> is uh, a tricky place to be. I like Juliette Lewis. I think that she is actually a fantastic actress, but so I feel good. like she's got an energy to her that I don't even want to say she's prickly. I don't. I don't think it's like. I don't think it's bitchy. I don't think. I just feel like you don't want to upset her. You don't want to like. Right. You don't. It's like um. You don't want to approach an animal. Uh, Too quickly, like, you know, so I want to I want to make sure that when I approach her, that I do it with love and care and respect and and within her boundaries. So I think I would give her a water pick, but I would have to say to her, hey, this is, you know, I had one of these, an extra one. And I thought, (laughs) you want this because I I don't know what to do with it. And I, I actually love it. And so then I'm showing her like I have it. I'm not giving it to you because you have a problem with your teeth. I'm giving it to you because, like, I actually think it's good and I, I care about you. And, and you know, I'm just giving it to you because of that. Like, I'd have to kind of create a story around it. Right. I couldn't just gift. Now, I don't know if that's a rule of Gift Master. I have to just wrap it up. I think that up. that's
1: a good tactic to say you already had one. It seems like you didn't even go out of your way. It was just like, I no. was
2: headed out of the house and I grabbed this. By the way, that was my style of dating uh, <laughs> when I was in New York. I would I would, um, be like, you know, if I would say to you, it'd be like, oh, you know, I um so crazy. I got, I have like these two tickets for, you know, whatever it is. Uh, do you want to come? Because I, I, you know, my friend bailed out at the last second and I just, you know, <laughs> want to come and then it was like, oh, oh, we're kind of, on. now look, I understand that that could also work in a negative way, but it was a way of asking somebody out. And then look, if a connection is happening, like I wouldn't do that going like, and then we're going to make out. Like I wasn't trying to like <laughs> lay on, like now we're on a date, but I'm like, if I can get you out, I can go somewhere with you and we enjoy each other's company outside in this world. Let's let the 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 world do its magic and push it together. Now, like, you know, like because then we can decide let's do it again or let's never do it again. It's but it's a less of a pressurized situation. And I always found that that was actually a really good at, at points, confusing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like to, yeah. bringing
1: some cloud of confusion into a first date. It allows for any possibility,
2: right? And it allows you to get out without because, like, if you are dating someone who you don't, you might see again. Mm-hmm. You know, you can allow, like, you can allow a couple things to happen. First of all, if that person's like, "Is this a date? I don't want this to be a date." They can drop whatever bomb they want to drop on you. Early on. And now you're going into it going, okay, well, now I know the the lay of the land. Like, oh, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my what, whoever right. said this. They can lay it down. But it wasn't a date. So now I'm not embarrassed. Now you're not embarrassed. So you give each person a ripcord to pull. Uh, you know, you could do it yourself. Um, but it allows, you, it allows you guys to, like, Let's see what's there. Let's see what's there. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we, we went and we saw Hamilton together. It was fun. Yeah, we had a great time. Uh, well, yeah, you know, one day we'll do that again. And then we don't have to do it, but we, as friends, we went to go do something that was fun, but we didn't like go ballroom dancing. You know, it's like, it's sort of like, I had an extra pair
1: of tickets to a ballroom dancing class.
2: Yeah. You know, so it's like, there was like, there was an element of that, that I, um, you know, obviously part of it was just my nervousness of wanting, of being afraid to ask somebody out, but, uh, I found it to be a good low key way in. And again, would cause some problems. Cause then I think then you're both second guessing. Are we on dates? Are we not on <laughs> dates? And then, but I think if you reciprocate, like let's do this again, like what are you doing Friday? Like that's where you throw the ball into somebody else's court. Then we know, okay, well now this is now we're not like, we're not in a stage of like, we need friends. We're in a stage of uh, I think we're something there. Exactly. It's a decent tactic. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm always in favor
1: of a little confusion, a little confusion. Okay. So Juliet's getting a water pick. Cheryl's getting a thoughtful note. This is, I think you've uh, done an excellent job here. Thank you so much. Let, we're going to move on to the final segment. You've proven everything you need to prove to me. This is called I Said No Questions. People are writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. They have nowhere else to turn. Mm. They're trying to find gifts for people in their lives. So I'm going to read this real quick. This says. Bridger and guest, uh my husband and I recently had to evacuate due to the Oregon wildfires, and our friends graciously sheltered us during one of the worst weeks of our lives. Um, I want to get them a gift as a thank you for opening their home to us. The wife loves cooking, reading, and gardening. The husband loves sports, surfing, and Jurassic Park. Oh, these are exciting people. Any suggestions? Thank you. That's from Amy L. So this is interesting coming around to the guest bedroom thing. I mean, this is a real full circle for this episode. Yes, uh, these people have been shel- uh, have been sheltering. Uh, they're f- they're trying to get a thank you for the friends who have sheltered them in their home. The husband loves Jurassic Park and surfing. He's essentially seventeen years old, and huh. uh, the wife likes to cook and read and garden. Ooh. When you st- when you stay in someone's guest bedroom, do you get them a gift?
2: Uh yes. What do you get them? The 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 go to for me is flowers. The minute you leave, flowers are oh, there. Oh, that's a plus. Thank thing. you so much for right. having me. That was lovely. It's a thoughtful gift. It's just sort of like I acknowledge that you hosted me uh in some way. And right. and when I'm there, I'm going to buy a dinner. I'm going yes, to like you I know mean, I'm going to do that, bare or, minimum. you know. Yeah, I'm going to bring something into the house. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make my, you know, I don't have to do anything major, but that's, you know, oftentimes when you are staying with somebody Uh, there's reasons. So there, you know, whether or not it's like, I'm not affording a hotel. So you got to figure out a way to give back. But they were there for a long time. Right. They were there. I think, yeah, I think they're thinking about this the wrong way. How so? They're thinking about it as an individual gift. Like he likes Jurassic Park and surfing. She likes reading and cooking. These are bland things. Okay. (laughs) You were there. What did you think? They need it. Right. What like was you missing the, in the home? Yeah. Like, for example, now, I don't know what you're going to spend, but I'm just going to put a couple of things on the table. Uh, This is how I would look at it. Did they have a PlayStation and they <laughs> like playing PlayStation? And then now, you know, the PlayStation 5's out. out. Oh, right. That may be a fun thing. Did they have a now this is a very big gift, but depending on if you have a Costco membership, it might not be that bad. Like, did they have an old TV and they were like, oh, we're going to get around to getting a new TV. Again, depending on how long, if they're there for like two or three months, like if it's like rent, Right. A, I, I, a can TV is, right. And, Absolutely. Why yeah. not? Like so I think you have to think about the house and the setting of it. Like, oh, they love to grill. Do they have an egg? Do they have a uh a pizza oven? Or what like there are ways to think of it, but you have to go like, I was there, I was in the space. What were the complaints? What were the <laughs> wants? What uh, you're uh, describing um, is just passive aggression. Well, no, because I think if you came to my house, you would hear certain things. Like I would say, oh, you know, um, well, because it's hard because I just buy the things that I want. But like (laughs) for, you know, uh, but like, for example... If you saw me having trouble putting something into a thing, you'd be like, oh, maybe I should get this guy a funnel. Like, you know, or or, or we joked about it. Like, oh yeah, I just right. never bought those funnels. Like you got to, I think I think a nice, because people are doing it out of the courtesy of their own self, but there also is like a niceness of saying, they're doing it because they want to be nice. They're not doing it because they want something. But if you saw a moment, if you had a an interaction where they said, oh, you should get a this, or you get to you know, then it's like then you got them the thing like you got to get a slow cooker. Oh, yeah, I've never been able to afford a slow cooker. Boom. Slow cooker comes in the mail. Like it doesn't have to be big. It just has to be unique and specific to something that you experience. And that's why whenever they use that rice cooker, they'll think of you because <laughs> they're like, yeah, we said it and he remembered it. And that was right. It. So I think this just comes down to uh, this Amy character. Let's pray to God that she was listening to these people and paying attention while she was yes. in the home. Well, that's what you need to do. And you got to think if you haven't, you got to think about it and you got to go back and you got to, but you got to look and everybody talks about something. I mean, I literally had, uh, I literally, uh, literally had a, uh, co- you know, like, co- like uh, what I was going to say, I'm sorry. I'm like, I just lost my own, and my own <laughs> passion of it. Like you, you know, like you will always have these conversations about what you want. Like I had a conversation about an air fryer the other night, uh, and like, do I want one? But if you got me one after I had that conversation, sure, I'd take it. I'd take
1: an air fryer any day of the week. I still have no idea what they are, but I'm just ready to be part of the conversation. And I think that's not a bad idea. And look, if she wasn't paying any attention, this is what I'm going to say. Send a couple of robes. Nobody can complain about a robe. Oh, I, I like that. I Somebody gave me a gift for a robe a couple of years ago, almost as a joke. I'm wearing it every single day at this point. So <laughs> send them robes. Who cares? Maybe it's uh, got uh, their name stitched into it or something. I feel like that's a nice, uh, you know, luxury that no one buys for themselves, and they'll enjoy it.
2: You know, I like that. Look, I, I, a robe is uh, is very personal. But I'm going to say, <laughs> but if you gave me a nice, robe, you gave me a but nice. This Terry person's cloth. been
1: living with these people. Okay, she's yeah. essentially the third spouse. Let's just get into it and send them some robes, Amy. That's what you have to do. Ignore everything that Paul has just said. Send a couple of robes, maybe some slippers. Nobody can complain about these things, and it uh, increases their, log- their life quality by a thousand percent. Amen. Paul, thank
2: you so much for being here. Um, I, it was a pleasure, <laughs> and I hope you use those funnels. <laughs> these to funnels the are going ability. to be, are
1: extremely handy already. I'm going to be using them all the time. God bless you. Uh, well, thank you so much, and. Uh, uh, happy twenty twenty. Here we are 2021, everyone. This is the end of the podcast. Move on to with your life into the new year and do your thing. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's engineered by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads.
0: When I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty handed I said no gifts Your presence is presence enough And I already had too much stuff So how baby.